everybody. Nikki Burnett here, Taste Life Nutrition Radio, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com, where we have, turn all my music down, uh, today we have Sally Lotz, who is a writer, she's a writing coach, uh, she does all kinds of amazing things to help people, uh, writing, yes, but today we're going to talk about how writing can help with managing health issues, right? So I think um, writing can be super meditative. We write when we are, you know, we we're just talking about writing for our gratitude journals and that kind of thing. So I love Sally's approach and uh, all of the things that she w is going to have to say about her history, what brought her here, um, and we'll jump into it. So Sally, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a really fun talk, so I'm grateful that you're here. Um, but of course, first we start the show with gratitude. Oh, I gotta start my sorry, gotta start my videos, my other videos. Um, and so, t as always, we start the show with gratitude because gratitude can change the world. I truly believe that. I think it's important that we uh, sit back and look at the amazing gifts that we've been given, even if there's only one. As Sally, you said a few minutes ago, a cup of coffee, that can be a gift, and that can be something that we're grateful for. So, um, Sally, what are you grateful for today? Well, it's, it might sound a little cliche, but I have a lot of people in my life who are sick, who are hospitalized, who have a lot of immune disorders, and I am healthy. And so I am very grateful that I am healthy and I don't have to, you know, have a lot of doctor visits and medications and I take care of myself and I'm healthy. So it is that's big, a big grateful thing. It is. It is. And that is a, it's, it's, a, it's a, we do, we are in a situation, I say this a lot, but we're in a situation where there's a lot of illness, a lot of fear and a lot mm -hmm. of fear around being sick. Right. And, um, and then a lot of confusion on how to manage that, how to get out of that, which of course is why I do what I do. But, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, when you have your health, you have everything. And mm -hmm. when you don't, it, it can really bring you down. And that's, you know, I, I believe that we all have these amazing big jobs to do in life, right? We have these things that we're put here to do, these God-given gifts. When we don't feel good, we can't do them. And so... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We got to exactly. feel good. We got to feel good. So, um, what am I grateful for today? I think that... So, I've made the decision to drive up to go see my dad. Uh, so, Ooh. I'll get to spend time with him uh, here in uh, a week or so. Yeah, about a week. And go hang out with him for a few days and see him and uh, just have a little bit of fun with him. So he's it's about a 14-hour drive. So uh, funny enough, I really enjoy those drives because I get through so many books that I want to get through. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and I get to stop off in the middle and hang out with my brother and sister-in-law and my niece and then um, go see him. So... You know, I'll take one of my dogs. Anyway, it's a nice trip. It's nice to yeah, just kind of go. Yeah, sounds and, nice. Yeah, 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 be able to spend a little time. So that's what I'm grateful for, the ability uh, to be able to, mm -hmm. to do those things. So anyway, that's me for today. So let's do this. Let's jump into a little bit of your story. 
how you got to where you are. Um, you have a really interesting story. So <laughs> however much of that you want to share about your history, and then, you know, what motivates you, what excites you about what you're doing today? Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know. I used to not think my story was interesting, and I never told anybody. Mm. And then as I started telling it, I kept getting that affirmation that, oh, yeah, I guess I did struggle. I did do a lot. Um, but I grew up in a one of the world's biggest and oldest doomsday cults and an extremely abusive mean? home. What does it Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but a doomsday <laughs> okay. cult. A doomsday I, yeah. cult. So a doomsday cult believes the world is going to end at any moment, and that is their message to go out and save the world so that you don't die when the end of the world comes. So it, you don't die when the end of the world comes. So when the end of the world comes, what happens? Uh, if you are one of, if you are part of this cult, mm -hmm. then you will be saved. Mm -hmm. You will be a survivor. You will live on paradise earth. Okay. I'm not giving the name away. Yep, yep. Some people can guess it. Yep, yep. Uh, you will live in paradise earth forever. And if you do not become part of this cult, you will die when their God destroys the world. Okay. And so that's what I was taught as a child. I was told to go door to door, you know, as an eight and a nine year old, 10 year old. And basically the lives of the people who I was talking to was in my hands. If oh my I did not convince gosh. them, with a magazine or my cute little face, whatever, that they were going to die in Armageddon, then that was my fault. And so oh, I'm really? telling you this because you can see kind of the pressure and the fear that's building up in a child. Oh my gosh. That's and crazy. being forced to talk to strangers, mm -hmm. you know. And then on, my, on the other hand, I was told I was never going to ever be good enough, no matter how hard I tried to make it. I might make it to paradise, but there was a strong possibility that I wouldn't. So very much that was my childhood, as well as my home, uh, my mother, my stepfather, was emotionally abusive, physically abusive, abusive and sexually abusive. And I had no recourse, um, or my sister or my little sisters. Um, we were just told to rely on their God, Jehovah, and he would make it okay, and I would be okay. Um, I was always very creative as a child, and I was writing, but I was not allowed to pursue any career or education because it was not needed. <laughs> oh, so because my writing <laughs> life was, yeah, yeah, all my stuff mm -hmm. was like, no, you're just going to go door to door, and you're going to get married and have a husband, and he's going to take care of you. So you don't need an education. Mm -hmm. So um, that was my life. So I was kicked out of the house at age 16 um, for having a boyfriend who was not part of the cult. And I say boyfriend, we basically held hands in the school hallway. <laughs> but as it turned out, that was a good, it was good for me to get out. Um, and I never dealt with that past. I did what you do, especially when you're a kid. That was behind me. I'm moving forward. I have a new life. Um, so it didn't take long for me, you know, I, I did move on and I tried to acclimate in school and, you know, my senior year and try to be, you know, a student and, um, I got married then very young. I was 20. <laughs> I turned wow. 21, like a couple days after my, I got married. So, um, 
obviously not a good choice. And, um, but I didn't know any better at the time. I was not in the cult, but I did not grow as a person. I didn't do that process of healing and, and discovering myself. So um, I went to what felt comfortable. And um, that marriage, I would say like, I had three little, three sons fairly quickly. And before I was 30, I was about 27, 28. I started to get to this point in my life where I couldn't eat. Everything made me sick. I couldn't leave the house. I physically got sick trying to leave the house. And everybody was like, nobody was helpful. Um, and I didn't have a spouse who was helpful. His thing was just get up and go do it. You know, what's wrong with you? Um, and it turned out that it was severe anxiety and depression. And that is how I learned at this point about writing to heal because my therapist, I wasn't writing fiction and I wasn't writing a memoir. He told me to write letters to the people in my past and just spew everything out that I needed to get off my chest and uncover things that I had forgotten about and um, then tear them up. <laughs> so and, and don't do anything with them, just tear them yeah. up, throw them away. I think yeah. just just a, just super quick for anybody who's listening. I think that um, you know we say this a lot, but I I hope that that those who are out there really take this to heart that the mental and emotional create the physical and vice mm -hmm. versa, right? So you can mm -hmm. end up kind of going in this you know really ugly, hard downward spiral because of history, because of trauma, traumatic experiences, and it can create. Uh, you know, you were physically sick because of mm -hmm. this, and so often we don't connect the dots. And 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 I say this from from personal experience that we as practitioners have to have have to think outside. I I love biochemistry, right? The mental yeah. and emotional is outside of really what I know, except for what I learned in continuing ed education and conferences. It's not my background. And so I have to look at a client and look at their situation, look at their biochemistry, right? Their labs and their symptoms and those things. But then I have to take my assessment, my analysis, and, and look at what have they experienced in their life? What did their mom experience in their life, potentially? What is it that could have, besides just the typical things, that have, could have started this mm -hmm. downhill slide that they've been going on, and we have to take into account this piece, you know, whatever big or small trauma experience, mm -hmm. whatever has happened, because it's it's huge. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I know things have changed a lot. There's been more discoveries and more research since I went through this process. Um, I don't know that anybody would have me write what happened now. There's other treatments and there's other therapies, but for me, writing by hand really helped me to get these things out. And um, at the same time, I forgot when you were talking, it, it reminded me that I was also working with um, a, a practitioner who was helping me with my, my diet because I couldn't eat. Mm -hmm. Like my whole system yeah. was like, uh, was shutting down. It was like they were saying I had hepatitis, which 
that's what all my symptoms were like. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't. It was literally my body was just, you know, shutting itself down because I, I needed to take care of myself mentally and emotionally. So that's where I started writing. Mm -hmm. And then I started through that healing process. I was working with a therapist. I was not doing this on my own. Um, I want to encourage that because you could take yourself into places that, you know, that are meant, that are harmful Agreed. and to yourself. So, um, I went through that process and then I ended up getting divorced because my husband did not like the healed me or the version of me who was getting better because mm. I was not that little beautiful wife. I was actually having thoughts and wanting to do things my own way. Mm. <laughs> so... That, uh, that relationship ended, and um, I took some time to do, to do some more um, writing, and I started doing some poetry and just writing in a journal, um, daily things that were going on, and, getting, and then starting to get a little more creative with thoughts that were coming to me and memories and, and just writing little stories, but I kept them very close and private, like I said, in a little journal. Um, even some song lyrics, they would just start pumping into my head and I would just start writing them down. But it wasn't until oh, I had a really good friend, probably 10 years later, who encouraged me that I should start writing because I had this, I had these stories and I never shared them. And so um, I just started taking classes and going to different workshops and learning about the structure of writing and how to write. Um, but always, I, I started seeing a pattern though in my books, in my stories was always um, an underdog, uh, whether it was, I write for children. So my, it was always an underdog who was misunderstood by everyone else in their life. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, then yeah. they always came out in the end as the winner. And so that is what I really encourage people when they're writing. That's, you can take control of the story and you can do whatever you want with that character and I love have that. them win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. I yeah. think, I, think I, I say that a lot and, and real quick too, I have to give a quick shout out to Sabrina Victoria who just sent us both a message saying that we rock and yes, we do. Thanks, Sabrina. Yay, Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina is the one who introduced us. If you ladies out there, any of you entrepreneurs uh, are need a really solid group of women to be around, Her Nation is an amazing organization. And so, again, that's how Sally and I met. Sabrina's amazing. Um, Sabrina's been on my show. I've been on hers. Mm -hmm. All of the good things. So, didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, I wanted a, to make it's sure. It's okay. That, yeah, I'm a writing. I'm a writing coach because of Sabrina. When yeah. I met her, I was <laughs> I was a small business on coach, and um, so I'm a writing coach now. Mm -hmm. um, because the last thing I wrote, which it was for children, it was my memoir, but I turned it into a piece of fiction, so that I could bring an authentic voice to kids who would read something, you know, and I could share and build awareness about what went on in the cult as far, and also mental health yeah. and um, just things that kids don't realize other people in their sphere may be going through yeah. because we all have that smile on our face, mm -hmm. right? Or we're the yeah. shy kid in the back of the class yeah. or we're the loud kid in the front of the class. And so it was, it's to build awareness mm -hmm. and, um, so that's 
something that I coach too for writing is you don't have to write your life story as a memoir. Mm -hmm. You can change it to a piece of fiction and you have more control. <laughs> so, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. So I, 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 I think when the word control comes up, I appreciate it so much because I, I say this a lot when it comes to our health, although we may not feel like we have control, uh -huh. we, we do. I think a lot of times the control is taken away from us. Our power is taken away from us, whether it's by your situation that you dealt with with family, with uh -huh. marriage, with um, if you are sick and kind of you dealt with this too with, and seeing doctors who are like, you're fine, I don't uh -huh. know. And you just, it's just this chipping away at your power and chipping away at your power. And what came to me as you were saying this is if you can, if you can find your control in writing, in my mind, you're also finding your control in yourself. Just a little bit uh -huh. more and a little bit more. Does, I, I've not experienced yeah. that. It just kind of makes sense to me. Is, do, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. And I, I also want to say, we're talking about writing, but I, you don't have to be a writer to write. It doesn't have to be good. Right, yeah. It just have to get a pen and paper out mm -hmm. and, and write in a journal. That's all you have to do. And nobody's going to see it except for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so, because I get a lot of people who say I'm not a writer and they get discouraged right away. And it's like, well, I saw you did that watercolor at the paint and sip class. You know, are you a painter? Mm -hmm. No. I said, did you enjoy doing that? Yes. I said, okay, you, you don't have to be a writer. Just get a, a piece mm -hmm. of a journal that you like and just write in it. Yeah. And it's amazing what happens. Well, and just journaling in and of itself can be such a meditative, eye-opening, downloading kind of experience, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, and I'm not great at exactly. journaling, but I think that it, it really, I'm working on it, right? It's just, everything's a practice, but um, taking that time to really sit, you know, it's part of the gratitude, so I try to do a little bit of both. It's the gratitude, it's the journaling, the gratitude journaling, and then more, you know, I, I try to you know, do my Bible study at the same time, so kind of trying to, for me, integrate all of these things. Mm -hmm. so I do the same do thing. One. Do the, you? Okay. the first thing in the morning, I get up mm -hmm. and I... I, we talked about this. I write down three things that I'm grateful yep. for. Yep. Very random mm -hmm. things. It could be like a bird I saw or my cup of coffee. But I truly am appreciative of those because it means I have eyes to see. I can hear. I can smell. Mm -hmm. I'm healthy, you know. And um, those things in turn, a lot of them end up in my writing because I'm using all my senses to be grateful for the things around me. And it's kind of like a twisty thing, but... It, it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it, it does. And it, it helps to when you are sitting in a situation that you were sitting in, that a lot of us uh -huh. have sat in, Sabrina's been in, right? You, uh -huh. We all know Sabrina's hard and amazing, beautiful story. Um, that if you're able to find some kind of focus on what's good, even if things are really bad, focus on uh -huh. what's good as small as it may be it's that it's that energy that keeps you going it's that goodness that keeps you going and you know that goodness it radiates right so uh -huh. you, you create more goodness by being 
in gratitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and on that is being aware of the negative self-talk because um, I think history can really, each of our histories can really, that can really play a role when we don't even know it's playing a role. So it's another practice for me that I have to step back and say, stop saying that or stop thinking yeah. that. You've got to get out of the, you know, it can just sort of cycle sometimes, just go, go, you're like, Okay, I gotta stop that. So anyway, I'll stop there. Um, <laughs> so continue on. Are you? Um, I, I guess I have. A, I do have a question regarding. You know, we're talking about how writing can be healthful and kind of bring mm -hmm. you out. Are you? You did this with your own experience. Do you work with others who are struggling with physical, mental, and emotional health issues? And as they're as you're sort of working together to get them where they're, wherever their writing goals are? Almost everyone that I've worked with has already gone through that struggle. Okay. I do have, I, I have worked with two people who thought that they would write their book to give it to somebody, to give back, to give their experience mm -hmm. and their wealth of knowledge back. Mm -hmm. As I was working with them, I could tell that they were not ready to share with the world. Um, because what was happening is they were going back into that space and you shouldn't go back into that space and become that abused person, the victim again, you should be past that. So that's wow. what I said early on. I was writing with my therapist, it took me like 10 years to get to the place where I could write to get back. Mm. And so with those people, I told them we need to stop because I can see where this is going and it's hurting you and your reader is gonna is not gonna connect with you. They're gonna see that you're you're glossing over things and that it's too painful for you to do this. So mm -hmm. we need to stop and give it a break. And she was like, Oh, thank you. I was feeling that way, but I didn't know what to say. <laughs> so that I, I do encourage that if you're to be doing this with a therapist or someone that's, you know, guided with, has the um, expertise. I'm not a counselor, so I, but I can see when somebody's yeah. hurting and when they're, because I, that's my experience, yeah. right? I know what that feels like. Yeah. So I can, I just pick up on it. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you're, you're going to be writing and you're not completely healed, that you're not well on your journey to becoming that person that's ready to get back and ready to help others, I wouldn't start writing your life story. <laughs> I think it's so interesting. I mean, this is why we have coaches. So even though you're not a counselor uh -huh. or a therapist, you you have the ability, like you say, because you've been there. But we need somebody to look to see outside of ourselves. We have. I have a hard time seeing outside of myself. I'm uh -huh. very clear about this. I'm in my little box, and that's what I got. And I need somebody yeah. to help me. You know, I'm like, oh, had no idea that was over there. Right. So yeah. If people are still struggling, you know, it's that, it's that, you know, that, what's that book, uh, The Body Keeps the Score? Um, do you know that book? No. Oh, you'll love it. But I do now. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is a great book. It's fascinating about, um, you know, people and their experiences and their traumatic situations in the past and how it, how it manifests into autoimmune conditions and these physical issues. 
fascinating 100%. book. Read mm -hmm. it. Um, I listened to it. It's one of my long trip books, but uh, it's 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 really good. My point to that though is, and anybody else read it because it will open your eyes to. I actually, so I'm all over the place. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> my ADHD, my ADHD brain is keeping up with you. Okay, good. Because I'm going like at 500 things in my head right now. Yep. Well, good because you'll. I'll, I'll let you go here in just a second. This is a top of mind for me because I have a client who I was speaking with yesterday, um, and she. She is one of the most hardworking clients I've had. She's very sick. She's doing well. Still work to be done. But she was reading this book, and I can't remember if I told her, if she told her, it does. She found it doesn't really matter. But she, her, she started. She started to. It's like light bulbs started going off when she was reading mm -hmm. this book, with her own experiences and her own history and her own past. And I think that when we have these realizations, it gives us then the ability to to start to, to figure it out, start to deal with it. And then again, the realization that the mental, emotional is plays such a huge role in our physical because the emotions sit in our tissues, mm -hmm. right? And so, mm -hmm. um, anyway, I'll stop there. I know you have a lot you want to say, but it, it is, and it's, it's just so important for anybody who's struggling to think about that and look outside of what you, what you think is there or is not there and, and dig. I mean, dig. We got to dig. Yeah. And it's interesting. So, you were talking about the light bulb moments. Mm -hmm. And so, when I am working with a client and I am reading their words, and I'm seeing that they are not, uh, that they're really holding back because they don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to be transparent. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking again about the, my clients and writers who uh, are far beyond, far beyond that stage of going back into, you know, having to go back into therapy or working with somebody. And they're like, yeah, but I, I don't really want to tell people that. It's like, is your book for these people? Do you want them to connect to you? Do you want them to have those light bulb moments? Do you want them to see in you what they see in themselves so that they will come to you for for help? Because these are coaches I'm, I'm right, working with. And they suddenly get their light bulb moment. Oh, okay, I guess I should share that because that is why people are connecting to me. That is why my clients are coming to me for coaching. I have to tell them I've been there, done that. Yeah. And um, it's kind of fun to watch them just go. Like they realize I can say that, I can do that. I can be as transparent as I wanna be. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, and when, I, when you're reading and you're listening to these books and you're having those light bulb moments, it's because that person who wrote the book has probably gone through what you're talking about or has a lot of experience in that area and they're being very transparent and they may be vulnerable with you mm -hmm. and just telling you like it is it's because that's their what they have in their heart and their head yeah <laughs> so and they were able to get it out and give it back in a way um that's helpful mm -hmm. and when i see broken people who haven't healed it's you know they just haven't i don't know how to explain it i i can just see it yeah i'm sure you can see that too mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah so, 
how do you, so obviously they have, you tell them this isn't your time to write this book. Uh -huh. Is it, and I know, I, I guess I'm wondering, you know, they ha, so they have to take, essentially, they're taking a break so they can go do more of their own healing and then uh -huh. come back to it. And so uh -huh. I know it's different for everyone, but, you know, can they do it in, I know this is really actually kind of a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Because I know when people want to write a book, I mean, if I started writing a book, I'm like, I want to start it, and I want to get it done. <laughs> wanna, yeah. You know? Well, yeah, because you know my process is fast. Yeah. I've only been writing in a season. Uh-huh. So it's 30, 60, or 90 days mm -hmm. to write your first draft of your book. And so you really have to be in that mindset emotionally, mm -hmm. um, spiritually, mentally, whatever it need, whatever you need. You have to be in that mindset um, so that your and your creativity as well, mm -hmm. so that you can stay in that space and um, not shift. If you're writing and you pick something up and work on it and then you put it down and then you come back to it a year later, you're not in the same space. Right. You're complete in a completely different space mentally and emotionally yeah. than you were. Yeah. And then you're having to take yourself back there. So, um, yeah, in fact, the lady I was working with, she was on the 30-day program, and I, that's when I shut her down because mm -hmm. she wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> How long did it take her to come back to it? Or has she, she hasn't come back she yet. yet. Okay. She hasn't come back yet. Yeah. Um, but I keep I, I keep checking in with her mm -hmm. and seeing how she's doing. Mm -hmm. So she's, she's almost there. Is she? So she's um, working through it? She is because what happened is she dug something up. And so actually now she's writing a different book. Oh. Because I, I suggested to her the book that she was writing, not the book she needs to write, it's the other book. <laughs> that's so cool. And that's the one she's gonna start working on. I love that. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, go ahead. Um, no, it's okay, it already. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, all the time, all the time. Um, so a few minutes ago though, you were talking about your ADHD brain, which is, yes. you work with these people as well too. And I have never been diagnosed. I don't, I don't, I'm quite sure I'm not, but I know I am a bit scatterbrained. Um, and sometimes I do have a hard time finishing projects. They get done. But I guess my, I'm curious, especially with these, writing these books quickly, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. If you're working with someone who is a true ADHD sort of personality. How do you uh -huh. how do you help them through that? Well, ADHD people have a superpower called hyperfocus. Mm. So I have literally sat down and started to write. I have had fire engines and police cars like on the other side of my window, and I haven't heard them. Mm. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we can sit. We have time blindness. Um, so it's not scatterbrain, it's like most people think. Yeah. Um, it's there's so many different uh, variables. Like I said, time blindness, hyperfocus. We can do six things at once. Um, but when I'm working with somebody, we have a time management program that I start with them before we get started, and we map out their time so they know on a schedule what we're going to do. ADHDers, we need a schedule. We need a calendar that says, right now I'm supposed to be doing this. And so with reminders and, you know, follow-ups, and that's part of the thing I do with them is check in. How are you doing? What happened? Mm -hmm. Why didn't you write? Okay, yeah. let's fix that. Mm -hmm. um, 
that's part of my what I give them because yeah. I know it's hard mm -hmm. um, even for people without ADHD um, it's hard it's it's really hard and I, I discovered something myself again you know having a hard time to think outside of your own box for years I have been told to uh, uh, calendar block right and mm -hmm. that's what I would do I would calendar block basically on a weekly basis mm -hmm. and I wouldn't do it it was like I, I got too much other stuff to do clients come first it doesn't work this way um, and I had a download at the beginning of this year instead of doing it on a weekly basis do it do certain things every other week so I have mm -hmm. a full week to focus and nobody's ever told me this I never heard of this anywhere and it made so much sense and it has been I last week was my week to focus on the business mm -hmm. um, I still did client stuff but I didn't do uh, you know very little networking very little any of this other stuff so it's every other week is networking and every mm -hmm. other week is working on the business I got so much done. Yeah. It was the most exciting thing. It was amazing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I encourage people when we're working on their time mm -hmm. is to set it up for what works for them. That works sure. not what works for me. Yeah. And if their writing time rolls around and they can't write, you don't go do something else. Mm -hmm. You take that time and you stay in wherever your writing space is. I encourage them to do something healthy, which might be some yoga or mm -hmm. go for a walk, mm -hmm. but don't give that creative time up to busyness. Yeah. Don't give it up to a client. Don't give it up to doing your bookkeeping. Don't give it up to networking. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> You've saved that spot and you maybe you can't write, but you still need that creative creativeness and that time mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. So don't give it up. Because then the next day rolls around and you'll go, well, I didn't do it last week and I'm okay, so I'm going to give it up this week. But <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's amazing. Just changing things up a little bit can 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 mm -hmm. make things so much more effective. I just I had no idea. It's really good, cool. So, what are some other practical tools, advice, guidance that you would give your clients for? Getting it going, you know, whether it's whether it's getting out and or, or getting into whatever they want to write, or you know how they continue it, how they finish it. I think sometimes you know just finishing can be hard. What are what do you do? Finishing, starting, and finishing are the two hardest yeah. things. Um, I encourage people to really before they start writing the two or three big things, but the two big things, why? Why are you writing? Yeah. Know exactly why you're writing and write it down on an index card, put it on your phone screen, put it all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, if it's for yourself, that's fine. If it's because you want to give back, it's fine. There's no right or wrong, it's your reason. Um, and the second reason is who's, who are you writing for? If you're writing for clients, are you writing for kids? Are you writing for adults? Are you writing your memoir? You gotta know what that is before you start writing. Mm -hmm. And I typically tell people, what's your favorite thing to read or listen to? That's where you start. So if your favorite thing is to listen to self-help books, mm -hmm. then that's mm -hmm. where you should start. Interesting, yeah. 
Um, but do, don't listen to what other people are telling you you mm -hmm. think you should write. You write what you want to do. Yeah. You know, don't mm -hmm. don't be constricted and feel like you're under some obligation, you know, to write a self-help book because that's what everybody else mm -hmm. tells you. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to write your story as a sci-fi romance. I don't know. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> so it, it's be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. You will save a lot of heartache um, during the writing process if you're true to yourself, which is the ultimate thing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's your, that's your power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in your coaching, when you're working with people, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, they, you, you've got your 30, 60, 90 day set to get it. It's the, you said the first draft, essentially? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you also do the editing? Do you help with how to go and get it published and all of that stuff? I, I, I don't do editing and I don't publish, but I do do, do do is. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Before we start. We get you started so that your first draft is not a disaster like most people mm -hmm. when yeah. they're done. Yeah. I have a wealth of people around me who I work with mm -hmm. and who I recommend. And so when my clients, uh, are you ready for an editor? I will give them three names and I will let them choose. But I go with them. Nice. I'm in their back pocket because yeah. you don't always know what to ask. You don't always know, you know if this person's a good fit. So I'm with them as we go through the process. Mm -hmm. And then they can decide if they want to go traditional publishing, if they want to publish self, if they want a hybrid publisher. I have all those options for them um, to move forward. And it's a lot of connections that I made. Thank you, Sabrina. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of connections that I've made over time. And because I'm a professional writer, I have I have that background, so mm -hmm. um, I think that's what sets me apart is I, not just the, the, the speed and writing in a season, but I stay with my clients and help them through the rest of that process. Yeah, yeah, which is so helpful. I mean, I think that um, I need people to hold my hand a lot, <laughs> and it can be so helpful to have people hold my hand. But that's also, you know, what I do with my clients is that's my goal mm -hmm. with them, especially in my, my private consultations. It is, I'm here to hold your hand when you need it. You know, not everybody when you needs need it. it all the time. Right. right? And tell you the options that maybe you mm -hmm. don't know. Yeah. Because that are out there because yeah. you have just mm -hmm. this one focus of, I'm going to write a book and put it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And that's all you know. Yeah. But there's a whole world out there mm -hmm. that I can show you. Yeah. And the, I'll hold your hand. <laughs> I love that. That is so good. We can have coffee together. and. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. So on that, do you see people in person and virtually, I guess? Yeah. I, okay. and locally, I have, uh, I have a couple of people that I meet. We, go, we meet at the coffee shop or um, at their house. Um, but most of my people can be anywhere in the world. So there's a lot of virtual. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, it's so nice to, <laughs> to be able to see it is nice. anybody, anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I like the in-person though too, because yeah. you know, it's, it's face to face mm -hmm. and um, you know, writing can be lonely. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
was yeah so it's like sometimes I need to see a person Mm -hmm. yeah being you know in my mind it's it's a it is part of being a solopreneur is if you're writing you're you're being an entrepreneur by getting your stuff out there it's Mm -hmm. a solopreneur by getting your stuff out there exactly it, it it yeah it can be lonely I have my little team but my little team is virtual so I see them every now and then here and there and they're doing what they do and I'm like okay I'm you know in my office seeing clients virtually so it's, yeah I don't have a little team it's just me I don't yeah. have any pets so it's like oh okay we gotta change that <laughs> I have I have three crazy dogs and a husband um and they certainly keep things fun and yeah, working on it. I'm working yeah. on all those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such good stuff. Okay, so let's talk about your programs because, as you said, you've got the 30, 60, and 90 day program. Mm-hmm. Do you? I guess do you do you do it that way depending on the person and their time? How does how does all of that work? How do you know what it is? I do. It depends upon the person. I should also say I do have hourly, I call it concierge coaching, because some people already, like you, they already have a book halfway done, and you're like, Mm -hmm. I just want help through like the middle of my book, or I want some feedback. I Am I going in the right direction? Mm -hmm. Um, I need help when I'm done. Um, So I do offer that too. But the 30, 60, 90 is entirely up to the person. Mm -hmm. It's you get the same VIP treatment. I don't use templates and I don't use formulas with people. Um, and I don't take on a bunch of clients at once mm-hmm. because I, I give you a Google number and you can text me whenever you need me. Uh, we meet once a week virtually or in person and um, it's it's very VIP. But yeah. I'm holding your hand through the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, and leading you, and I might tell you that you're not doing very well. So <laughs> we need that. I might, right? you know, I do give feedback mm-hmm. on writing, and yeah. I believe it needs to be honest because mm-hmm. I want you to be the best that you can mm-hmm. be. So I might say something, but I say it with love. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it's part of life. It's part of growth, and it's part of being a coach and being coached. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's why we right. hire you. Exactly. To get the real deal, even yeah. if it can be a struggle, because it can yeah. be. Yeah. Um, I might shut you down and say, "Come back in six months. You're not ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not ready." And I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt you, and I don't want you to hurt yourself. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to ask you? Do people come to you who are not sure what they want to write? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that yeah. work? Yeah. So that would be like my concierge, my, my consulting, uh-huh. coaching. Uh-huh. We just uh, sit, brainstorm, mm-hmm. you tell me what it is, tell me what you think it is you want to do, and because my ADHD brain will be spinning while you're talking, yeah. um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I come up with several you know options, things that you haven't thought of. Yeah. Um, like I was saying, my one client, it was one book. Mm-hmm. Oh, and no, she's writing a completely different book. Another client, she was writing a book, and it's so much information. I said, take half of that, and that's your speaking, because mm-hmm. she does speaking. She goes, yeah. oh, I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you don't have to tell the world everything yeah. in your book. You know, yeah. it could be two books. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do that as well. Cool. 
I yeah. asked that question, and I, I'm only going to say this because I, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe it's relatable to other people out there. Um, everybody says, you know, the general everybody, that you really should write a book, right? It's important to write a book. It gives you credibility. It gives you all of these things. And so I think about writing a book, and my thought is, okay, great. How am I going to write a book as a functional nutritionist that's different than than what everybody else who's in functional medicine or functional nutrition mm -hmm. that they've already written, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of why I asked the question, and if anybody else has that question, because it's hard. I mean, it's hard to be unique, but we can be. I mean, and we are. It's Each of us is unique. True. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. So think of all the books that are out there about finance. <laughs> And health and think yeah. of all the mm -hmm. books that are out there the Tony Robbins mm -hmm. they all have a in my favorite Jen Sincero the badass series what is it uh, it's the badass you are a badass oh yeah 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 mm -hmm. so what I encourage my people who I'm working with and this comes from not using a template and not using a formula mm -hmm. your unique voice needs to shine through in that book mm -hmm. how you talk to your clients needs to shine through. And one tip that I give people is to journal, pretend like you are the person that you are writing this book for. Okay, so you have a client who's really in need of your help. Journal as that person. What kinds of things would they be writing in their journal? How they're feeling, like I couldn't get out of bed today because my legs are so heavy and my head itches and you know, all I want is to go have you know a soda. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Journal as that person and you will magically start seeing things um, about why, how you can help this person and how you do it differently than someone else. Um, you've pitched your business at countless networking events, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. And yes. you have to stand out. Mm -hmm. So that's how you're going to do your book pitch. Mm -hmm. You are going to write three sentences pitching your book and making it stand out different from somebody else's. It needs to be your calling card, your business, your voice, mm -hmm. not just the bestseller. Yeah. Not just a book to have a book. So mm -hmm. that's what I teach people. Okay. I love that people want to write books for their business, but you want people to read it. <laughs> Well, yeah, of course. Right? I mean, Using all that mm -hmm. work and spending all that money, mm -hmm. you want somebody to read it. So it's, mm -hmm. it's got to be your voice, your unique mm -hmm. story. Yeah. Which comes from using your experience, which is, this is like turning it back, right? To where we started. Yeah. It's back from how you got to where you are. You got to go back and remember some of those things. Mm -hmm. So interesting. I think I love that. Well, I, I say this in healthcare, because I'm in healthcare, but it really can be, it can go to any, uh, you know, type of position, job, company that people hold or develop or grow. Anyway, we tend to, I, so often we do what we do because of our past experience, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I didn't really realize this until, I don't know, it's not, it wasn't too long ago. People will ask me why I do what I do or how I got into nutrition. And what I say is God, because I didn't know that that's what I was going to do. I didn't know that that's what I was meant to do. I mm -hmm. had, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I never put 
my past experience, even when I decided to go to nutrition school and do all of these things, you know, it was sort of this midlife change in what I was doing uh-huh. to go to nutrition school. I didn't, e- I didn't consider the health struggles that I had early on as part of my story in, in how it moved me through that. It was very subconscious uh-huh. is kind of is yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So you can see how if you go and start writing a journal as that person who you want to write a book for, mm-hmm. who you think should be reading your book, mm-hmm. will bring up those things that maybe you've forgotten about or mm-hmm. where you got, how you got to where you are mm-hmm. and um, give you that voice that you need to reach that person. Yeah. So Because if you just come in, do this, do this, do this, do this, and then you'll be there. That's not helping. Mm-mm. That's like a laundry list. Yeah. Somebody wants to connect with you when they read that book. They want to feel the feels. They want to know how you can help them. Mm-hmm. How do you know? You don't know me, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when they're reading it and they go, mm-hmm. my gosh, she's like in my head. She understands me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I brought up Jen Sincero earlier because her voice is so unique and so strong and she carries it through her books. It's her, 100%. Yeah. She hasn't altered her personality to write a self-help book. Mm-hmm. How many books does she have now? I think she has five. I have three okay. of them. <laughs> I, have, I think I have two of them. Um, I've only read one. I'd like to be part of your program, Jen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're out there. <laughs> I recommend her books all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, let's see. How are we on time? Um, is there anything, um, anything that we haven't talked about that, that you want to talk about that people need to know about you, about the work that you do? Anything? Um, one of the biggest things, I mean, we talked about my book that I wrote that, that was based on my life. That's mm-hmm. um, fiction. That is one of the biggest things that I help people do. Take your life story and create it as fiction. Interesting. Because not everybody's got a memoir, and not everybody wants to meet a memoir, read a memoir, and they're very hard to sell um, traditionally and independently. But fiction, that's why I was saying you can take control. You can take characters from all aspects, parts of your life, and and, and use them instead of just writing a, a fact-driven mm-hmm. memoir. So, <laughs> it's kind of fun. So essentially, I guess I'm thinking of, of the movies that say based on true facts, right? But it's still not all fact. Is that kind of what you mean? Correct. Yeah. Correct. So my book takes place when I'm 15, but I used, I squished my whole life into three months. I also didn't use all my siblings. I have six. Um, I replaced a person, my sister, with another person, and I changed all the names. But everything else that's in the book happened. It's just who they happen to may have a different name. And, yeah. And so you say you write children's books. Is this book that you're talking about, is it a children's book? It's children because it's a young adult novel. So young adult is considered a children's book. Okay. Yeah. So most of your books are young adult I write uh, junior high age and young adult Mm -hmm. and then I write a lot of stuff that's nonfiction that's for adults about writing 
yeah. <laughs> writing about writing. That's the boring stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, uh, yeah. But writing the fiction, you have to be able to dive into your own uh, creativity, which is your emotions mm -hmm. and your senses, and you have to be able to go into that like a, a method actor gotcha. and use that. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. I think that's awesome. I think it's so fun. I think that one of these days I'm going to be reaching out to you. <laughs> help me. I hope so. Brainstorm. <laughs> I would like to write a book, but I, like I said, I'm, I'm it just, it's sort of just out in the ether a little bit. I don't know. So. Well, I'm going to keep pulling it back in okay. closer to you. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> so you can't fight it anymore. <laughs> it's going to be right here. <laughs> Very good. Well, why don't you tell people where you can be found for those who are just needing you? Because there are a lot of people who need you. Well, it's simple. It's my name. So it's Sally Lotz, L-O-T-Z as in zebra, dot com. That's my website. I have free consultation on there. Um, I'm on Instagram and I'm on um, LinkedIn as Sally J, with the initial J, lots. Mm -hmm. okay. Apparently there was another one of me out there. So. <laughs> she didn't take the website. So, um, yeah, so I, I read messages, I read DMs, I love comments, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Awesome. Do you ever do workshops or anything? I do, actually. Okay. I do workshops. Um, I love, uh, I'll be doing some of my own coming up in March. Um, I'm also available for writer's retreats. I have a lot of people who don't write and they're doing retreats and it's like virtual me in and I'll be there for your, I'll be the coach for your team. Um, so I do that as well. I have somebody I might introduce you to, or I will introduce you to. Um, I don't know how the connection will work but I think it could be an, inter an interesting introduction. So I'm going to do that uh, here in a little I bit. I love talking to strangers. Okay. Good. Good. You, you'll, like, you'll like him. I think you'll get along, and hopefully maybe y'all can brainstorm some fun stuff. Um, okay. So I'll do that. Cool. All right, awesome. Well, I'm super grateful that you joined us. Thank you, Sabrina, for hanging out with us. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Sabrina. <laughs> um, this was, it's so interesting. And I hope that, uh, I hope that a lot of people will reach out to you because I, I love your approach. And I say this a lot, but it's, it's our, it's our history that makes us the amazing people we are, even if our history wasn't so amazing. And um, you are, I love bringing people on who are here to give and to serve and to love um, I will probably say that on every show because it's true. I think it's so important mm -hmm. that we we use what we've been given because it's a lot of times really hard, and we we take it and then we give back so much goodness. And that's what you're doing. That's what Sabrina's doing. That's what so many people who I bring on this show, which is what I love so much about it, is their ultimate goal in life. Whatever they're doing. Because a lot of us have these these really hard stories, mm -hmm. and they've taken it and they've turned it, and they're just giving goodness. And I'm just mm -hmm. really grateful for people like like the both of you. So I'm shining my light. That's yes, what I'm trying to do. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. And and helping people 
come out of their own spot. Like, so I'm gonna, just going to say this real quick because it just sort of dawned on me. The person who started to write her book and you told her she wasn't ready, she needed to hear that because she needed more help, right? And maybe uh -huh. somebody she did. It just is one of those things where you were able to push her to continue her healing process. Uh -huh. And that's so important when people don't know that they still need to heal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If she had never met me and we never talked yeah. about writing, she would never have gone back yeah. and gotten that. Or she may have, but it may have taken her a long time. Yeah. And who knows what would have happened in the meantime. True. Yeah. True. All right. Very good. Well, um, everybody, thank you so much for joining. Uh, we're here at 10 a.m. Mountain Time every Wednesday. Where did Wednesday come from? Today's Thursday. Thursday. It's Thursday. <laughs> Goodness gracious, every Thursday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com. Uh, we'll be back here next week. Uh, you can find me uh, at TasteLifeNutrition.com. You can find me Taste Life Nutrition on all of the social media. Go to the website, and you can fill out a free assessment where I'll reach out to you. We'll chat a little bit about what's going on and if I can help or if I know somebody who can help you. My goal is to be... A resource and to help in any way that I can so uh, of course we have soulful conception which is my heart uh, soulful conception is creating awareness around around building health and optimizing health and reducing symptoms before conception uh, it can take four months to create at least healthy eggs and if we're in the middle of the throes of symptoms and junk and things that are going on, and like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go get pregnant too, whether you're a man or a woman who are, you know, both of you are involved in the process, um, we, need to, we need to optimize health in order to have a successful, healthy pregnancy, successful, healthy babies, and it makes an impact for hundreds of years to come. So it's the most beautiful thing and to me, we were talking a little while about a little while ago about control and about being powerful and being empowered. This, in my mind, is one of the most empowering things: is knowing that what I'm doing with my body now and optimizing my health, I have the ability to impact in a positive way hundreds of years ahead. That is massive stuff. So. Uh, reach out if you have questions about it. Thank you, Sally. If you want to hang on with me just for a second while I uh, turn everything off, we'll see everybody here next week. Thank you.